Welcome to The Five. Today is August 3rd, and here are the five things you need to know about today. 70% of the U.S. is now vaccinated. Tyson Foods, including many of the companies, are going to start requiring vaccines for their employees. Super Bowl pay-per-view. Jeff Bezos loses a mere $14 billion. And Reese Witherspoon's a $900 million payday. Joining me today on my right, as always, is Ben. Let's get started. The first of the items... Uh, on lots of news sources today, at least 70% of U.S. adults have received at least one vaccination dose. We talk about the vaccine nearly every single day. Uh, it's relevant today because it's a good number, and there's been an increase in the last few weeks. For three months, the vaccine rate every day was falling, but in the past two weeks, it's risen by 30%. I think people are realizing that it's getting harder for their lives and the risk, and with the Delta variant going around, uh, so more vaccinations have been having an, an uptick in the rolling averages. Good news. Yeah, that's good news. I mean, that's good. Uh, maybe it's just that more and more people are getting vaccinated. That means more people are being, they're seeing that it's turning out okay for the majority of the people. And now they actually feel safer in doing so because there's more data than there was back in March or whenever mm -hmm. it, when it first started. So I think people are just more comfortable and now they're not as scared to go get the vaccine and stuff like that. And I think, I just feel like it just makes life easier. And they're realizing that, that now that they don't have to, they can go places and not have to worry as much and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and especially, I think it helps though that a lot of employers are requiring it now. I see, and I personally, I think it's more that, I think it's becoming more mandated, more of a hassle to not have it. Yeah. I, I personally am not sure anyone that doesn't want to get it wants to get it. Yeah. I think people are realizing like this might be just how it has to be. Yeah. Just because the second story, Tyson Foods, who has about 120,000 in its U.S. workforce, is one of the latest companies to mandate that they all get a vaccine. About half have gotten it now, and they said they're going to offer a $200 bonus for everyone that gets it. Yeah. So not only get your free vaccine, but also get your bonus. And I think that's going to be it because last week it was announced Google and Facebook and now Tyson, all the, I think, bigger companies. I, I think that's going to be what turns the tide on some of this stuff. Wasn't Tyson Foods one of the companies last year that had like a big breakout, yeah. like a huge breakout? It hasn't so, here, but you're right. So that, that really makes sense that they're actually getting, you know, they're trying to be proactive and preventing that again. Because you know that, 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 that put them behind. That. Yeah, they were saying meatpacking workers uh, in spring 2020 were some of the hardest hit with tens of thousands of plant workers infected and more than 130 deaths, yeah. according to labor union stuff for meatpackers. Yeah, it, it sounds like the, the CEO or whoever's in charge of Tyson Food, it sounds like they are, they're a smart person. <laughs> they're smart. Well, and I wonder, <laughs> like, uh, as a business person, yeah. I wonder what side this decision comes from because there's one of maybe you can save some lives. Yeah. Great. But also, if you can avoid your workforce from being out for weeks, you can also help your yeah. company. So, like, I think, quick math, I, I can't do it in my head, but 200 bucks, 120,000, that's $800,000, less than a million dollars for a big company yeah. to keep productivity running smoothly is the right decision yeah. from a money standpoint as well as the right decision to try to save some lives. Yeah, I think of all of those things is a good reason for them to require vaccines. And I think a lot of businesses are running ahead that way. I yeah. mean, there's not there's not too many negative things about the vaccine so far that you can say that like, there's a reason to not get it, you know, yeah. except you're just not eligible yet. You're just not old enough, you know, but like other than that, there's not too many 
good, there's not a, there's not any good reason to not get it. And then if one, you can prevent uh, work stoppage, you can prevent having to uh, pay uh, uh, employees to stay at home mm -hmm. for a week. You know, like no, no employer wants to do that. Yeah. And so that I think about too, because a lot of people that are anti-vaccine, a lot of them are also like, like free market, yeah. Uh, yeah. not telling us what to do. So I wonder how a lot of them feel, because I am kind of free market person myself, and it brings me happiness to feel like there is businesses and the market kind of leading the way versus just like mandate mandating from a government standpoint is like this is your job it's going to be required yeah and like kind of businesses in some way kind of mm -hmm. helping solve the solve the issues so i wonder where people that are anti being told what to do but pro free market big business i wonder yeah where they well, fall i just that. feel like that's just that just comes with having a job if you have a boss you're going to be told what to do unfortunately yeah. that's just the real world and um i don't know like i just don't know what reality people think they're <laughs> think they're in yeah. but that if you have a boss you're and they tell you to do something you got to do it if not you're probably not going to have that job that's just how it is yeah. that's how it's always going to be uh so i mean you could say that with a lot of things with dress codes with um, any kind of any kind of policy, whether if it's they allowed to have phones at work. I mean, there are some companies that don't even let uh, employees have their phones on them. Yeah, you know. So there's just so many things. So if they can say like, because the, to work for someone, then again, is not a right. It's not your right to go be an employee for Amazon or for Tyson Food. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. And, and if they want to hire you, they will. If they tell you to abide by the rules, you have to do it. You know? Do you think? Uh, do you think you're replaceable? Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're very replaceable. So, I mean, what do you, so it's either do what you're supposed to do or go without a job. If you don't want, if you don't want to do what you're supposed to do, then go start your own business. Speaking of businesses and caring about money, the NFL loves to care about money. So, uh, the third on our list today, there's many, many talks of Super Bowl going to pay-per-view. So this was former ESPN president who said that Super Bowl should really go to pay-per-view to replace money that isn't there. Mm -hmm. So is it likely? No. But the economics are interesting because he was saying they might charge 200 bucks per household yeah. to watch that. A lot of money for most people. Uh, so typically, just to give context to this, so Super Bowl, most watched TV program of the year, averaging over 100 million viewers, yeah. a lot. Uh, so who, because you look at like these these other sporting events, was it the, yeah, the Mayweather, uh, Pacquiao? Pacquiao, yeah. Pacquiao mm -hmm. fight, which uh, had $600 million in revenue in 2015. And your thoughts, Ben, with the NFL? and possible pay-per-view for that looking at it from both sides from a side from a business standpoint it makes a lot of sense because it's an easy way to make money but from a fan side i hate it i absolutely hate that idea because it's just i feel like you are just eliminating a big part of what makes the super bowl so special is the fact that you can watch it with family members who don't care about football but they'll sit down and watch it with you that one time or watch the commercials there's just you're just a mad, there's like a magical thing about it that makes it so special. Yeah, you can say you like the commercials or you just like the game or whatever, but there's there's also like the family element too of just getting together and parties and yeah. stuff. It, it's a, it's a fun day and everything, and I feel like like the NFL to where they have gotten their their multi billion dollar 
business for a reason. Like what they've been doing has been working and they're growing like every year, more and more profits every year. I feel like by switching to this, you're not going to be gaining because you know every year they're gaining more fans they're gaining kids that are s sitting in the living room watching the games that are, are on for free you know that the, or the parents can afford you know the cable bill or something like that then they're actually growing a fan base and then buying more merch wanting families to actually like oh okay we're going to go take one day we're going to take the family to a game and stuff yeah there's just so much added benefit to for them to keep it doing what they're doing. Yeah, they can make a, a lot of money now and it makes a lot of sense, but I feel like you're just eliminating a lot of interest into the sport five, 10, 15 years from now. As a, as a non-sports fan, I look at sports fans and I feel like you're constantly having all the people that own these teams and the leagues just trying to reach into your wallet more and more like every single month yeah all the time yeah, yeah. like it's it's, it's mm -hmm. i think harder and more expensive to watch games mm -hmm. than it's ever been uh and i don't have any information on ticket prices but as someone that has gone to a couple cardinals games it's expensive to go to games mm -hmm. it's expensive to watch games it's expensive to be a fan and it seems like it only goes up yeah it never it never becomes more affordable to be a fan of any sport yeah yeah, I, I think the way they're doing, I think that the, the NFL's been making all the right decisions thus far. I mean, they, and they've been growing. You can see that that the they're getting more and more money. I'm pretty sure it is the one of the richest uh, NFL yeah. sports leagues in the world and stuff like that. I think they're already on track to be, they're already dominant. I just think, I feel like that is just overkill. I mean, I could be wrong. You know there's going to be people that will pay that. There's going to be the diehards, the people mm -hmm. that just love their football team and or just love to watch football. They're going to pay it. Restaurants, bars, they're going to pay it. But like, let's, let's talk about just the regular families that work paycheck to paycheck. They just want to they just want to watch the game, just like the rest of the world does. They're they're just not going to pay that two or that two hundred dollars or whatever they're thinking about charging. Yeah, you it's know? nuts. And, and to try to give some context, I, I suppose if if they ever did that, the question would be like, what percentage of people would do it versus what watch it yeah. essentially for free or nearly for free? Yeah. Now. And so like, say 100 million, it's, it's a basic math here, it's so like 100 million people normally watch, a nice round number, if 5% of people, like households, did it, that would be one in 20, right? So if one in 20 people paid versus watch it for free, which might be realistic, might not be, but 200 bucks a pop, a lot of money, that's a billion dollars in revenue. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, now, I don't know what they make now. I don't have. Yeah, they might not publicize what they make in revenue exactly because everyone gets a cut and then TV stations and a whole thing. Yeah, but that's hard to argue. That's not a lot of revenue for one sporting event. Exactly. But of course, it's five percent high or low. It could be more like one percent. Could be ten yeah. percent. That would be a try it out. But that would I don't know. That yeah. Would, that's a, I mean, imagine if milk started being fifty dollars a gallon. Yeah. Yeah. They, they make a lot more money that way. Buy people like to have milk, <laughs> you know, to make them a lot of money, but that would really be be really uh, annoying for the consumer, you know? Do you know, fun fact about <laughs> milk, we're the only animals in the world that drink another species milk. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Why? <laughs> that's interesting. You don't need to do it. It's actually, I think, a milk lobby thing because yeah. it's, it's not bad for you, but it's not by any means required like as a child to yeah. become a strong adult. Right. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I like milk, especially chocolate But you're milk. told it makes your, makes your bones yeah. stronger.
I had a feeling there was probably like a yeah, like a lobby your, thing in good there. Good for your teeth. So some dairy farmers. I want to say it might have been like World War II, like yeah. dairy farmer or something like that. I don't. I'm, I'm sure there was money involved. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of money, so Jeff Bezos yesterday lost 14 billion dollars. Oh, He's guy. probably still going to be all right, but that was a lot of it. So the main thing of that is uh, he owns about 11 percent of Amazon stock which is not a lot by a percent, well, it is a lot by a percentage wise for a large company. And that's where most of his wealth is. So when stock dips up and down, that's what happens. So if Amazon shares would down, say something like 7%, which happens in companies sometimes, then people that own 11% of a trillion dollar company, you lose money too. So did he lose money that wasn't even in his bank account yet, essentially? That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that's the interesting thing about, <laughs> yeah. To draw, to draw a context yeah. to these people. There's no way to argue that if you had even a billion dollars, you are tremendously wealthy. Yes. But this is not like dollars in a bank account. It's not like yeah. on your ATM card. Yeah. People with that kind of net worth, 99% of the time is in various kinds of investments. Typically, mm -hmm. one of the only ways to ever become a billionaire is to found a company and then have that company go public. If yeah. you look at people that are billionaires or had your parents do it and pass it down to you like the Waltons. But, <laughs> Uh, pretty much founding a company having to go public are one of the only realistic ways to ever become an actual billionaire. It can happen other ways, but it's that's the most common way by far. So these people have billions of dollars in stock. And that's actually a whole fascinating discussion for me is like taxes and how they actually mm -hmm. get paid. Because a lot of them don't get paid a lot of salary. It's all in stocks. And whenever you sell stocks, you get big capital gains or tax bills on that between like 15, 25% based on how much, how long you've had it. But no, it's not like you have a, you go to your ATM and it's like you have $6 billion in here. Especially because <laughs> one, it's not FDIC insured that high. Yeah. And two, it's just not, they're not that, they're not that liquid. Yeah. But so it's money he had, but it was like, so it's not like paper money, but I guess it would be paper money or digital money, numbers on a screen versus more like money in your pocket. Right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so his net worth took a hit from $207 billion to $296 billion. Still a, still a pretty good take, but yeah. but a lot of money. Hard to imagine that kind of money. There's certain right. amounts of money you can kind of imagine, mm -hmm. and there's certain amounts of money you can't really grasp. Yeah. Like you, you can kind of imagine being like a millionaire Billionaire is a whole is a whole different thing because yeah. if you if you wake up and put yourself in the mindset of I can do literally whatever I want to do every single day yeah with and it's not that's not like a, mm. <laughs> a an exaggeration it's like yeah. I think I might go to Monte Carlo for today in the private jet like once you once you switch into that mindset yeah it really is it's hard to imagine living like that because even people that are wealthy think about their their wealth. Yeah, but people like that level, it's mm. just a whole. Like, you, you, yeah, I think it would be extremely strange. Like Mark Cuban one time said, because he sold a company to to Yahoo. I think it was Broadcast.com, like in the late '90s, good time before the value of a lot of e-commerce stuff tanked. He said he went out and bought like ten ten thousand dollar suits just because he could, and never wore one of them. No, oh, just because like you don't even know what to do. Like I guess I guess I have to buy expensive suits now, but I don't like suits. <laughs> so like the short yeah. thing never wears a tie. Yeah, this is a, a strange, strange life. Yeah. I'm and speaking right. of big paydays, last five on today, Reese Witherspoon's company, which you might or might not have heard of, but you might have heard mm. of some stuff it's been a part of. So she was one of the founding members of a company called Hello Sunshine, 
which just sold for over $900 million. And you might not have heard of it, like I said, but some things you might have heard of, I got this on the next page. Uh, it's projects, so it's pretty much like a media company, includes the films Gone Girl, which people have seen, while they have not heard of, as well as The Morning Show and Big Little Lies. Some shows, I think Morning Show was on Apple TV, I think Big Little Lies was on one of the other uh, premium stations, and also a Reese's Book Club, which I have not heard of, but it sounds like a book club. Yeah. So, founded in 2016, became profitable only in 2020, Wow. and sold for $900 million. That's, wow, that's impressive to me, the fact that it wasn't even started until 2016. Didn't even start making money until last, last year. Last year. Last year. And now she sold it for nine hundred million. Nine hundred million. That's impressive. That's really that's um some business savvy. And it doesn't say how much her share was. They tend to not one hundred percent. You tend to have partners and things like this yeah. when you start things. So it doesn't specify exactly. And it could be private. What her share of that was, but I'm sure it's a hearty share of that. Oh, I'm sure she's celebrating today. So, so good. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of those things you look at like actors and actresses like early in their career sometimes they have a various role here and there and you wonder 5, 10, 20 years down the road what what their skills really are because mm -hmm. I, I think had you watched like Legally Blonde and whenever that came out, 99 maybe? Yeah. Whenever that came out you think like 20 years later, 22 years later would she have some company, a media company that <laughs> sold for that much? You probably yeah. would have thought that. Yeah. I think that way about like John Krasinski, I'm a yeah. big Office fan. If someone would have told me like when that started, he'd be like directing and writing movies and stuff. Yeah, twenty not that well, long. And but he, later, I'll, I wouldn't have believed it either. Yeah, a lot of actors. You'd be surprised. A lot of people think like these celebrities or these actors or and actresses are just uh, rich solely off of making movies. That's not always the case. A lot of them are doing things behind the scenes that you don't know about. Whether it's restaurants, like Kevin James, he used to write comics and he has like restaurants and he has like I'm pretty sure he has a comic book store. It's a bunch of pl places that, or that he owns, and uh, and he's you know I feel like that's that's smart. That's actually you taking your money and actually reinvesting it and putting it in other places to make even more money because you got to think like yeah like a movie that was made in the '90s is it realistic that someone can live off of that? What do you make? Uh, clerks, right? Yeah, make clerks. Like uh, he's big that. for clerks. And then have you seen? I've never seen. I it. did. It's it's a classic. It's funny. Is it? It's funny. Yes. Not. Um, uh, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, he's just really, really, really smart. And a lot of the, you're gonna find out a lot of celebrities have a side hustle, whether it's they actually have their own production studio, like The Rock, I think he has like- Seven Book Productions. Seven Book Productions and stuff like that. So I feel like it, it, it's really smart just to reinvest the money and put it into elsewhere because it, it's, it's to us, like, you know, a million dollars seems like a lot of money, but to them, it's not. It's just mm -hmm. a different lifestyle. So they 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 think of ways to just expand, <laughs> and yeah. It, it and I think it's, it's it's interesting lesson too. A lot of times, like actors and stuff, you realize that might not be their actual best skill set. For example, one person this is this an older version, but you're to Gene Autry, yeah. right? He uh, here comes Santa Claus. You hear him in Christmas, right? Singing Cowboy and those kind of movies 50, 60 years ago. But he was, by his own words, not a very good singer not a very good actor but really good with money mm -hmm. like he was one of the founders or like the original owners of the la angels 
and made a ton of money with that real estate developments and like he, he's on the record saying like i was never very good at, at singing and acting but i was really good at making money wow <laughs> yeah. yeah especially yeah. when you're kind of famous then you can leverage your name mm -hmm. and your image into useful things because you never know you could be at someone's restaurant and so-and-so just stops by that day going for selfies at tables it always seems like when someone is highly talented in one area they send they seem to be also talented in other yeah. areas. Like, right. It always seems like that. It always seems like athletes feel athletes. like feel that athletes they can play almost any sport that they really want, you know, or uh, even actors. But there's also like a thing of like intelligence. Like they just seem to be like yeah. just smarter people, mm -hmm. probably because they surround themselves with very smart people. Yeah, but you know, though, you always see in the movies though, where it's like a rich guy who always gets approached by either a friend, a family member, or a stranger about investing in a and a business idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet that happens in real life. If you're a millionaire, I bet you get approached every day. If you're if you're a well-known rich yeah. person, you have to have your guard up. Do they say you get used to saying no? Because people yeah. always have the next best idea, and it's not just an idea. It's like yeah. people because there's commissions on investments. So mm -hmm. say not even just that, but say you're a, a broker at like an investment company, just doing regular stocks or something like that. Yeah, you can if you can get like Bill Gates to be your client, you have huge commissions at stake. So it's not even crazy off the wall stuff, it's just yeah. trying to switch that. And people have said, like Mark Cuban doing just he's more public about the rich lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So like you have to get used to saying no because people ask you every day yeah. things. It's just all the time regular, regular life. Yeah. And you know who also used to be is has his hand on so many is talented in so many areas is Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan, he went from a game show host uh, to UFC commentator. I'm pretty sure he still he, does that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, he does, does, does that. I'm pretty sure he used to practice MMA. I could be wrong. I think that. he's active in that. Like, I, yeah. I don't know competitively how much he is now, but he's like into it. Yeah, seen, he's yeah. like the top podcaster in the world right now. There's no doubt about that. And he uh, it was a comedian. Yeah. You know, being, ruined Carlos Mencia. Yeah. And <laughs> being a comedian is not easy. I mean, sit down and come up with 20 minutes of original material. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To make people laugh, just original. Come up with twenty minutes. I bet that's going to be the hard, one of the hardest challenges you ever, you ever have. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think it's, I think people think about like talents and skills and yeah. and like a and like a too narrow of a vein sometimes. Or like a pro athlete, it might not be so much like they're incredible with football, but they're <laughs> incredibly athletic. Yeah, because because like you said, and I've heard before, they say lots of people could have probably gone pro in more than one sport. Yeah. Which to me, as non-athletic, <laughs> is mind-blowing yeah. that anybody could even go pro in one sport, let alone have an option for more than one sport. And some yeah. people have, right? Wasn't a, somebody, Deion Sanders, or somebody played like baseball oh, yeah. and football professionally. Yep. Just in, insane to me that someone could be good enough, but that's like athletically he was talented. the first player to ever uh, to hit a home run and score a touchdown in the same day. In the same day? That's a busy day. Yeah. <laughs> so that just goes to show, like, yeah, and you could say that a lot about athletes. Like, if they wanted, now there's like, there's been rules now that were, they're not allowed to play multiple they sports. Can. They got to pick one. They're, sometimes they can, but like, you always hear about like, they make athletes have to choose one or the other. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, Kyle Murray, a quarterback for the, for the, you know, for the Arizona Cardinals. He was really good at baseball. He was drafted by the Oakland Athletics and was given a lot of money, but he chose to be the starting quarterback of an NFL team instead. Can't really, can't really say blame Jeez. the guy. Yeah, blame the guy or whatever. But the fact that he, but he had to choose one or the other, you yeah. know. But if they had that option, I'm pretty sure so many athletes would be 
in multiple sports. Athletically gifted. Yeah. Okay. It's probably like like creative, which is probably like a lot of actors and musicians, like just cr creatively gifted, mm. like probably like money gifted. Yes. Uh, like book smart gifted, mm. athletically gifted, all these different areas that I think are broader and tend to be good. Mm. Like people that are book smart are book smart in a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're good at like reading and remembering facts. That's a valuable and, skill too. And celebrities just tend to be naturally good at just promotion, self-promotion or promoting anything. Like if they have a business, they're really good at just promoting the heck out of it on Instagram. If they have any kind of a side hustle, they let you know about it. They let you know about it. They let you know about it. Yeah. All right, recapping. Today's the five for August 3rd. 70% of U.S. vaccinated making strides, increases in, increases in the vaccination rates, which is good. Tyson Foods is one of the latest companies to require vaccines for all U.S. workers. The idea of Super Bowl pay-per-view. Jeff Bezos lost a mere $14 billion, but is still super wealthy. And Reese Witherspoon's big payday, $900 million from companies sold, profitable for the first time just in 2020. That might set an interesting precedent as time goes by. A lot of celebrities got their production companies. He's richly blonde. Is that a legally blonde? Richly, richly blonde. 